So in my classroom this week, I had the most awkward exchange with a student that I think I've ever had in my life. Just the most uncomfortable I think I've ever personally been as a teacher. Now mind this to listeners, I teach fifth grade, so they're like 10, 11 years old, maybe 12, very few 12 year olds, 10, 11 years old. And we're doing some group work, kind of, so everybody's kind of chatting a little bit around the classroom and I just hear pretty loudly, Mr. Liner, what's a blow job? <laughs> okay. And I, I wasn't expecting felt that. my skeleton leave my body and I just crumpled to the floor. It's just a heap of meat, just incapable of, of, of existing anymore in this life. Okay. <laughs> and then I pulled myself together and I walked over and quietly said, what was that? <laughs> and they were like, and they said it again. And I was just like, I am not comfortable explaining to you what that is. Don't say it again. And yeah, Mr. Feeney did not prepare me for this. No, nope, Mr. This one was not addressed. This was maybe a question for Turner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was not a Feeney question. Um, I'm, I, Turner would have acted very uh, spastically. Yes, he'd like. have been, uh, he'd have been shaken. Now, Eli, Eli would have been cool. He'd have probably just said. <laughs> what would he have said, Cameron? <laughs> we don't need to get into the details. Also, don't Google it. I did say that. Oh, yeah. Don't Google it. Don't, sure. Don't look it up. Um, anyway. Ask, ask your friends at the playground. No, don't do that either. <laughs> Fortunately, either A, the rest of the class and say we're working didn't hear him. B, they didn't know what it was, so they were not put into a tizzy. Or C, they were smart enough to keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with them for the past several months, and I'm pretty sure it's not C. Really? So either they, I mean, they're they're a giggly bunch. So the fact that control of the classroom was not lost in that moment tells me they probably didn't know, which is good. Okay. Anyway, still haven't found my skeleton. So if you see it walking around somewhere, please send it back my way. Brought to you by the Hallmark Association, this is Boy Meets World Favor. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Sans skeleton. Sans skeleton, indeed. Uh, Cameron is just crumbled on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to keep moving the mic between the sitting and the pile. It's very awkward. It's very awkward. He is just a lump of meat. Um, yeah. Did you, did you get my reference? The Hallmark Association? Association? Just because this is all about I love you? Yeah, and it's a very, like, Hallmark version. That's true. Of love. <laughs> uh-huh. So not really. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. It's a bit gushy. But not gushy enough. Not, not yeah, Weirdly. surprisingly, it, it, it walks the line. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the line between, like, good discussion and, like, too saccharine. I'm talking the line of, like, anything at all. Yeah, anything at all. Exactly. And barely, any, barely sweet. Yeah, kind of sweet and nothing at all. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll but, get there. Um, yeah. So how have you been? I feel like I mean it's been a couple weeks since we've sat down here. Yes. Uh it's been it's been good. Uh, I've been super busy mm-hmm. uh, with work. Uh, we had new employee orientation for like thirty employees yesterday. Uh, so I slept three hours because I still have my night job too. Was there at seven and didn't leave until like eight thirty. All right. And that's not an hour and a half, ladies and gentlemen. No. That's 13 and a half hours later. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun, and it was glad to see everything coming together. But I am extremely tired. Um, but things should settle down just a little bit now that that is off my plate. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm very tired, but I'm good. Good. You're here. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, overall, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. That moment <laughs> notwithstanding i mean it's been all right uh, really tired you're still you a know, teacher in covid yep, so COVID's that's still cranking up and school district hasn't seemed to acknowledge anything which is really fun mm-hmm. not even a mention of like hey i know we're still in nothing like not a word crickets that's interesting because earlier they couldn't shut up and they kept changing things uh-huh. and now it's like we really need to do something and we're kind of at the point where you said you would do something and there's just nothing 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but my weekend was good. I was just like, I'm not going to worry about anything. I did grade some papers on Friday night, but then, like, I finished one book. I started reading another book in anticipation for a third book that comes out this week. Yeah, it's um, your rhythm of war. This week is like a, a high holiday for me as just like a super nerd because a big Brandon Sanderson book is coming out. Oh, And so okay. it's, it's kind of a big deal. Um, I do love the six Mistborn books. Yeah, they're very good. The Reckoners, but I've never gotten into his other like major uh, epic. I mean, things. they're huge. They, it, it, it's quite a it's quite a commitment. They're it, really good to listen to. I do actually have the first two on audiobook. I've just never. The listened readers to are amazing. I just hmm. feel like they do a really good job. We're talking uh, about the Way of Kings. By yes, the, way. the Stormlight Archive, book number four, mm-hmm. comes out Tuesday, and I'm very excited. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Age of Calamity comes out this week, and I'm kind of I'm, I'm debating. Yeah, that one seems like it could be fun. Yeah, I, I I was not the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild. I mean, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great stuff about Breath of the Wild. I just wasn't like huge into it. Um, but I love Warriors games. Mm-hmm. You're a big is it Miosu? Uh, Muso. Muso. Yeah, Muso. I was trying to pronounce it in the Italian, I suppose. <laughs> this Japanese word. <laughs> this Japanese word in Italian. Oh uh, yeah, I played a lot of. Uh, I've played. I haven't played Dynasty Warriors in many, many years. But I played the Dynasty Warriors Gundam games. Oh, that one was fun. I played it with you once. Yeah, uh, those are. I was the Burning Gundam. Oh yes, Burning Gundam is a good choice. Uh, and I've played the first Hyrule Warriors quite a bit. Uh, well, on my 3DS. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. Good. I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley Ooh, this weekend. It's a good choice. Which is really fun. I recommend it. I've never gotten very far in it, but now I'm feeling it. It just has a very satisfying progression. Mm-hmm. Like a loop. Gameplay loop. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I am. Just trying to enjoy little things. Good. My family's good. We're all healthy. and. Yep. I was. Uh, I ate dinner with you and your boys, and they were uh, in great moods. Mm-hmm. And my wife, she's doing good, too. She is. She almost guest starred. I think she would, literally, her skeleton would leave her body, as mine jokingly has. It, because? She just doesn't like having the attention on her whatsoever, mm-hmm. even though it's just the two of us here at this moment. The idea? Just the idea of other people listening. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Bloop. Understandable. But you know, that's fine. She's always welcome. She is always welcome. Sarah, we love you. Come, come on the show. Come on the show. We love come, you in different ways. Come out of our bedroom right next to us and come be on the show. Yes. <laughs> Um, I guess. Yeah, we can just dive in. Yeah, I guess we can just dive mm-hmm. in. Episode 303. What I meant to say. What I meant to say. I will give us the synopsis. Uh, I don't know what a synopsis is. A synop. Thank you. You could say. A synop. Um, so, Cory and Topanga, young love, or is it? Uh, they're in the back room of Chubby's playing different games that one might play in an establishment like Chubby's and... Corey is just smitten, and he decides to tell Topanga those three little words that everybody wants to hear, and that's, I love you. And Topanga doesn't seem to take it well. She bolts, and um, Corey's trying to figure out, what did I do wrong? What's going on? And she's trying to navigate this part of his new relationship with Topanga. Um, and at the same time, Mr. Turner's buddy Eli comes back, and he is trying to get a job at the school and that is where the hilarity really ensues within this episode. It's very true. It's very true. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. Episode should have been about Eli. It really should have. The amount of time split between Eli's story, Corey's story, and Eric's story. Eric's was just right. Mm-hmm. Eli's and Corey should have been switched. Yeah. We needed more Eli. Yep. I a need, lot more. I needed more Eli in this episode. I needed more Eli, Turner, and Feeney in this episode. So good. It was It was great. And, uh, yeah. Just like that alone kind of made the episode for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But we do, we, hey, we have the cards that we have been dealt. Mm-hmm. They are, they are there. They are ours to do with as we please. And I, don't, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know what this. metaphor you're doing here, but I like it. Uh, my friends are my power. My friends are my power. Maybe the real Eli's are the friends we met along the way. I mean, I'm not saying they're not. That could kind of work. You're sort of my Eli, and I'm sort of your Eli. I'm sure. We're okay. both each other's Eli's. We both, everyone needs an Eli in their life. Yeah, everyone needs an Eli in their life. Uh, if we ever make merch, which we will probably never do, everyone needs an Eli in their life. Is, <laughs> there it is. Emblazon it. Is going right to be up on there a shirt. Mr. Liner, what's a blowjob? That's our other one. On a hat. <laughs> Mr. Liner, what's a blowjob? <laughs> 
Oh no, 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 Let's no, no. Let's not do that one. You think that kid will think about that years later? I hope so. I'm not even going to look at that. You're not? I'm, I'm over it. We're over the Pinterest email? We're over the Pinterest email. Finally. I feel so vindicated. Um, I mean, the last couple of times have been such a dud. It's true. Pinterest, you're kind of dumb. Yeah. Pinterest sucks. Come at us, Pinterest fans. We've got K-pop stands on our side. We don't. We, we might. We might. No, we put it out there in the ether. Like the secret. Everyone wants the K-pop fans on their side. That's the problem. We have to earn them. Yeah. They're stretched too thin. Uh, yeah, so this, this episode opens with uh, Corey and Topanga being cute on a date. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. it's 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 nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and every guy's had that thing where, like, a girl blows in their ear the first time and they throw a dart at somebody, apparently Sean. Uh-huh. <laughs> are they totally scratch, super hardcore, playing pool? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It is. This little bit. It Yeah, it's like two minutes of aw, and then the conflict just starts real fast. Uh-huh. Just like... Yes, yeah, like, so they. Boom. I mean, they super are being very forward with it. It's like, well, let's just talk. And then Topanga is like, yeah, nobody ever got heard talking. Or maybe Corey said it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, this is very heavy-handed. Yeah, like extremely on the nose. Um, so they sit down, and Corey's just like, are you, I think you're feeling what I'm feeling. She's like, yes. He says, Topanga, I love you. And then she's just kind of like, uh, I have to go. Yeah. She takes his jean jacket because he gave her his jean jacket. Like, oh, I'm cold. Here's my jean jacket. Yeah, it's very cute. Uh-huh. It is very cute. Um, yeah, jean jackets are cool. Jean jackets are cool. Why don't you have one? I don't know. I should get one. And aviators. No, I don't think I, that's my look. Yep. Uh, tweet at Cameron to get a jean jacket and aviators, please. And maybe a mullet? Definitely not. Maybe a mullet. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm vetoing that. Mm, I don't know. You've got the beard for it. You've got the beard for it. What does that even mean? I don't know. You grow a mullet. I don't have a beard as long as yours. You can have a mullet. Um, Miley Cyrus has a mullet. She doesn't have a beard. Miley Cyrus has a mullet? Yeah. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. She does. Look it up. Get a pulse, Chance. Get a pulse. Well, I am very offended. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not. You should look it up. Miley Cyrus's mullet. I We're going to do it right now. Live on the air. No, I don't want to. I don't care about Miley Cyrus's mullet. You should. Miley Cyrus. Is she doing it as like mullet? In memorial of her father who isn't dead? No, I mean, I think it looks fine. That's not really a mullet. I mean, but sort of. I mean, I guess it's a mullet in that... I mean, it's Billy Ray Cyrus's mullet. We're looking at his now. There's barely any difference between her mullet and his mullet. I guess. It's just because he's a man and she's a woman. Well, but hers is wavier. I mean, look at that. That is wavy as can be. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this is glorious. That almost looks more like a Kenny Loggins. Wow. That's the most 90s picture I've ever seen. Billy Ray Cyrus with a open whatever that is vest, like almost like a hoodie, sleeveless hoodie, no shirt underneath, with a super good mullet. Oh wow! Okay, back on it. Anyway, Chance, you should get a mullet. Uh, you know, I don't think that's in the cards. I had really long hair during the pandemic. I, I mean, it's still the pandemic. I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> in the early pandemic. Yep, I just decided for six months not to cut my hair. Um, he was inspired by the Tiger King. I, no. <laughs> We're just going to go with no. Good. Uh, you probably shouldn't be inspired by him to do anything. No. Don't do anything he did. Well, I mean, I would pet a tiger. I mean, live your life the way you want to. That's what he did. But maybe don't live your life the way he did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't go to prison and get COVID. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll try not to go to prison and get COVID. I'll try very hard. Anyway, getting back on track, because somehow we got to mullets. Anyway, I mean, jean jackets will get you there every time. Uh, jean jackets get you to mullets every time. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, anyway, Corey's heartbroken. He goes to school the next day. He's not heartbroken. He's, he's confused. confused. He's confused. Yeah. Because she didn't say, like, it's over. She's just like, I have to go. And he's like, hold on. What? Mm-hmm. This is not how I imagine this going. Um and then they're in school the next day. Yep. I, I mean, I still, I'm just thinking, remembering, they're like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, they say 14. I mean, technically, Corey's birthday probably shouldn't be for a while. Mm-hmm. So he's probably 13. And Eli doesn't really know Corey. He goes, and then I got myself a little 14-year-old best friend. Uh-huh. I mean, Topanga says they're 14. Oh, she does, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe that, well, maybe they've been dating longer. It's been longer than two actual weeks. Yeah. But then, then we have like Christmas episodes and things coming up. Hmm. This one's hard. Right now, we have to assume it's after Corey's birthday. Uh-huh. And we know Corey's birthday is towards the end of the year. If we need to 
retroactively change that later, we can. Minkus mess with the timeline. We may have to go there. This is our first one. Um, but if Corey is 14... Did we see him turn 13? He's, no. We never haven't seen a birthday since the mittens. So since he turned 12. Or 11. Uh, 12. Because he was 11 in the very beginning. And yeah. then he turned 12 with the gloves. With the mittens. So, so we assume he's turned 13 and now apparently he's turned 14. Yeah. Okay. So we just have... Which, it being later in the year and they've been dating a long time, there being a time skip of some sort... Uh-huh. Really does work. Right. It really does work because... We'll have to see what happens later. Well, yeah, but the mini blockbuster night. There's uh-huh. nothing in this episode that expressly says, like, it's got to be the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eli getting hired, but that's happening in I the mean, middle of a semester either way. Right. Um, so there is all of that. But anyway, we cut to school. Mm-hmm. And Sean is walking up to Corey and he's limping. Yep. We forgot to mention... Did we say that Corey threw a dart... Yeah, well, and missed very badly. Yeah, because the panga like blew in his ear, mm-hmm. and he just like whiffed it. Which, why does Chubby's have a dartboard? Or when you throw it, it leads out into the restaurant if you miss. Yeah, because there's not there's like a couple inches. Chubby's asking for those lawsuits. He really is. He's he, asking for. That's why there's many Chubbies. So that someone can take the fall. So that <laughs> the other one can continue. So the other can continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's revealed that the person Corey hit with the dart was Sean. Uh-huh. He's, he's like, like, some Yahoo <laughs> yeah. with a dart hit me in the butt right as I was about to make my move. Yeah. Uh, I guess they were going out on a date on Sunday? It was like a Sunday night been. date? It had to have been. Or yeah. it could have been a weeknight, I guess. Where Corey and Sean ha- both have dates? They're young. What do they got? I guess They don't do their true. homework. Topanga <laughs> does her homework before. Topanga does their homework too. <laughs> yeah, Topanga does her homework while she's still in school. She's not dumb. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Sean was looking deeply into somebody's eyes, about to make his move, and they got hit by a dart. And Corey goes, "Did you see what it was?" And he goes, "No." He goes, "There's a lot of sick people out there, man." <laughs> Which is a funny joke. However, while I do not want to dwell on it, I do want to call into question the reality that in a place as familiar and small as Chubby's, Sean would have seen. Well, Sean would have seen, but also Corey and Sean would definitely know each other were there. Uh-huh. And Corey would have seen. Yeah. I'm just, well, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. The the idea that they didn't know each other were there is kind of... It's pretty suspect. Uh-huh. Maybe Chubby's is deceptively larger than we think. Yeah. Or maybe this was a different back room. Like, there could be, like, multiple back rooms. I don't know. We don't know what's just to this part of the shop. It's true. It's never you go shown. forward on the shot just a little bit, it's a... Very big restaurant. Um, but anyway, Sean's asking Corey how his date was. He said it was good. 90% good. Mm-hmm. But Sean re- replies, and the other 20%? Yep. Stinking uh, metric system. <laughs> gets you every time. Um, Fahrenheit's still better than Celsius. Yeah, and so Corey's explaining like that he says so, that he, I love you. Yeah. And then Sean is just like, what? Like, why on earth would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I both love and hate Sean in this episode. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. But he's also the worst. I mean, this is a, just kind of our long-running tradition of Corey just kind of living, and Sean in particular telling him he's doing it wrong, and that creates problems. Yeah. Like, Corey would have just been... I mean, he would have been confused. Like, everything that happened with the Panga still would have happened, but he wouldn't have done all this overanalyzing mm-hmm. stuff that Sean is making him do because he's just listening to Sean for advice. Yep. It's true. I mean, TK... Wendy. Here. Yeah, here. I know it's happened other times. Oh, the, the election. Mm-hmm. These are the big the big moments where it's like, if he didn't listen particularly in terms of relationships mm-hmm. to Sean, like he'd be a lot happier at least. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Or at least more oblivious to any sort of potential issues. It's true. Sean definitely does have like, we talk about Sean's TV addiction a little bit, like his 90210 thing and um, more stuff will come up later. Sean definitely is the most, in in certain episodes, this one in particular, the most like stereotypical TV show character Uh on the TV show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He's... Sean is very problematic this entire episode. Uh-huh. It is just not... Yeah, we can even just talk about it now because we come back... I feel like this is the continuation of this scene in a little bit. And mm-hmm. then we can talk about the Eli. Because it's like this scene, beginning of Eli's scene, kind of the finishing of this scene, the finishing of the Eli scene. Yeah. Um, I feel like we can just talk about them both together. Because then Sean is just like, relationships are about power. Mm-hmm. And not saying I love you gives you the power yeah. in the relationship. 
But just thinking, I mean, when you hear that, you're like, that's messed up. Yeah. But just thinking about his, the relationships he's seen in his life, they've all been messed up. Yeah, it's true. Like, he doesn't know what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. And, yeah, the idea of commitment is very foreign to Sean. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so he basically says, like, dating's over. You gave up the power. Now every girl is, like, going to want the power in the relationship. Like, you screwed it up, and he stops Eric to prove his point. And Eric's with some girl that... Christy. Christy, that kind of looks like, like, two or three other girls Eric has dated. Uh Like... Just different enough. Yeah, just different enough. I don't know. It's weird because she kind of looks like the ice skating girl and kind of like um, our favorite Linda. Linda. A little bit like Linda. So, I don't know. But they keep finding this very expressed type Just a, for a white brunette. Yeah, with like a kind of a sporty. deeper voice that's sporty. Yeah. Anyway, they stop him and he's like, Corey told him. Corey told Topanga he loves her. And she's like, Oh, so adorable. Sweet little Corey. Sweet little Corey. Your brother's adorable. <laughs> Eric's like... Our Grandma Topanga, of course. But what's not to love? Because <laughs> apparently Eric buys into this whole thing. Uh-huh. He's like, you can't say I love you. That just ruins the whole relationship. And then Sean's like, she's out there making a list because you're whipped. Yeah, your, your whipped list. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Um, I do like Eric's whole, okay, I got to think. I got to figure out what to do. Ow. Ow. Well, didn't Sean do that first? No, Eric does it Eric first. Eric does it first. And he's Eric, like, thinking cramps? Yeah, Sean's like, thinking cramps. I get those too. And then when the list part, he's like, he's I've like, been thinking. Think. I, Sean goes, I've been thinking about you and Topanga. Ow. <laughs> so, yep. So, yes, the thing Boy Meets World does differently. Because I feel like most TV shows is like, we have to have a dumb character. Mm-hmm. What Boy Meets World does different is they have two dumb characters. They have two. Take that. I did see this take, and I think it's true, and I, I think that Boy Meets World overall navigates this really well. It's just like, if you have a TV character, the worst thing you can do is make them just the dumb character, because eventually the audience isn't going to like them anymore, and you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Boy Meets World navigates it yeah. well enough. Yeah. Like Sean kind of gets it together a little bit more, and Eric super doesn't, but yeah. it's still kind of funny yeah and he i don't know i guess we shouldn't talk too much about how eric is portrayed later on but like he gets dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber but the show gives him moments to shine Uh that really say something i don't know yeah it's weird who can say but yeah so sean is just being super like Mm -hmm. it's like now you're going to like have to go to Pottery Barn and go to... What high school is going to Pottery Barn? Yeah, exactly. Pottery Barn is expensive. And what do they have there that a high schooler is going to buy? Yeah, absolutely nothing. A rug for your room? Uh-huh. See, I always forget when I think Pottery Barn, I don't think this episode of Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. There's an episode of Friends. Have you seen it? Probably. There's an episode of Friends that has to do with Pottery Barn, and it's interesting Oh, the because, apothecary table. Yeah, the apothecary table from Pottery Barn, but it's so interesting because every time that episode would come on syndication, even they could track it. And their sales, because their sales across the board, whenever that episode came on on like TBS or anything in syndication, their sales would go up because people would see the episode and be like, oh yeah, Pottery Barn, and like go and buy it. And I just think that's so interesting. It is. I think that's a very funny episode of Friends. It's it's interesting because the whole idea of that episode is like, this isn't unique or special. Uh It's a thing that just anyone can get. But I mean, that's pretty much America. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, Pottery Barn. Yeah, but they go to Pottery Barn, apparently. Yeah, teenagers are going to Pottery Barn. Um, Going to coffee tastings. But yeah, and like Sean, he's really just being gross. Like, you can't tell them you love them. Like, like, she just looks so beautiful. And he's like, you didn't tell her that, did you? Yeah, it's all like, keep women's self-esteem bad so that they'll do what you want them to do. Is kind of the undercurrent we're going with here. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, I I was like, Sean, you're being very funny. Mm-hmm. Also kind of hate you right yeah. now. But again, from him, it's understandable just looking at like oh, sure. the relationships that he's seen. Um, just being incredibly unhealthy relationships. Well, and again, I know I'm using the TV example, but like I feel like it's very, very TV. Because like, in TV, relationships are often all about power because, you know... You need that like tension. You need that tension. And not the whipped thing. The whipped thing, I think, kind of comes out of nowhere, but... Yeah. That's another... And it's dumb. Like, yeah. Relation, different relationships look different. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. But also what 13, 14 year old is like, I want to go to garage sales and antique stores. 
Well, he wanted her to like his list. Right, but does she like those things? <laughs> it just seems like a very weird choice in terms of writing. Yeah. With. Maybe the writers didn't really know... What 14-year-olds liked? What 14-year-olds were into. What would Topanga be into? What year was this? 96? Yeah, it would have to be 95, 96. New Kids on the Block? No, that was a little earlier. Yeah. Because New Kids on the Block was even a little too early for us. Mm-hmm. It was more like the people born in like 85. Yeah. That's more of a Saved by the Bell thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Tamagotchi? No, that was later. Yeah, not much later. We were in third grade. Still later, though. Yeah, a little bit later. Um, Who who can say? Yeah, I don't know. She has a World Peace sticker in her room. Yeah. I do. I did note that. I'm just... Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... They're 14-year-olds, so they don't have... They, they're not going up buying furniture. Nirvana. And Nirvana, sure. Smells like Team Spirit, sure. Um, Things along those lines. Yeah, I'm just trying to... This isn't my so-called life. This is Boy Meets World. It is. They're not into grunge. They can be into grunge if they want to be. I'm just saying, they don't have that same aesthetic. Is Topenia... Topenia? Well, Topenia. Topenia. We just both went to the same spot. (laughs) It's true. Anyway, uh, Topenga, I feel like, at some point in her life, is going to be really into Enya. That's why Topenia happened, but... (laughs) Maybe she's already gone through that phase. I was, could see that. Was who can say? It wasn't yet, right? It That was more of a, like, 2000s, right? I'm not sure. I'm looking it up. Fill for time. All right, he's looking that up. So, um, let me just finish out this little bit here. So, Corey is like, Sean, where the heck are you getting all these ideas? And Sean says he's been reading this book, which is amazing in and of itself. Uh, Men are from Mars. Women want to blow Mars out of the stinking sky. Um, which kind of gives us the rest of that information there. Um so, you know, it's just a whatever joke. Yeah. It was fine. Ah, the year 2000. Only oh, time. Gotcha. So not yet. No, she's not into Enya yet. She will be, though. She will be. She will be. It's her It's her jam. Enya's not really a jam. When I think of jam, I don't think Enya. I mean, it's fine. It's not a jam. Uh, I don't know if I can get behind you on this one. John claude Van Damme doing the splits on two trucks while only time plays is a jam. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, anyway, let's get to the best part of this season so far. Yeah. And that is Eli comes around the hall. He's got a cup of coffee in his hands and he's being followed by Mr. Feeney and they're kind of having this verbal altercation. Yep. Um, or come to find out Eli snaked his coffee, snaked Mr. Feeney's coffee. Um, Feeney says he put 75 cents in, turned around to get some more money. Eli comes up, puts a nickel in. I've never seen a coffee shop, coffee cup like this where the cup drops and then the coffee goes in. Yeah, it was a thing in the 90s. It doesn't seem like it could be good. Good coffee? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. It's going to be trash coffee. But I guess that's not the point. Yeah. It's It's got to be like gas station cappuccino. Uh-huh. Like those cappuccino machines that everyone thinks is cappuccino, but I don't know why it's called a cappuccino because... It's not. It's not at all. It's a sugar. Well, I mean, you know what a cappuccino is, right? I guess I don't. It's a, a, a espresso and a milk, but you froth the milk up and it's mostly foam. Oh, that sounds lovely. So it's got a little bit of milk and then foam. If you hold a latte and then hold a cappuccino that are like the same size, the cappuccino is going to be much lighter because it's very foamy. Mm, this is why Chance is Mr. Manager of I, a coffee shop. I, I am the manager of a coffee shop, yes. I don't think we've ever said that. No. Well, my, my coffee shop hasn't opened yet, so. So he's not the manager. No. Of anything. But I've always wondered why those cat those gas station like coffee dispensers are called cappuccino because because they're super not. It's super not. There's no foam. Like you could call it a latte, I guess. It's not that really. And it's just interesting because I feel like they sell stuff where it's like put this in your coffee and make it a cappuccino. But it's like, not really. No. Because it's not at all. You would have to oh, froth it. You would have to froth milk. You would have to have milk froth. A lot of froth. Yeah. And you can make them like, you can make a cappuccino more um, milky or less milky, but like, it's still about the froth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the defining thing. What's froth got to do with it? Everything. So anyway, all that to say that Eli took his coffee Eli and he's mad about it and Eli's not taking any of it yeah he's just like I paid for this coffee and get out of my face yep and he's talking about how Mr. Feeney's power tripping uh-huh you know who the real villain here is Turner no whoever programmed that machine to, to dispense 80 at 80 cents, cents. What are you, what is your problem? If you ever have a vending machine that is not strictly in quarters what you're the what are you, you doing? You're the villain here. Big time. I do love now that vending machines will take credit cards. Oh yeah, that's great. 
at my Tuesday grad school class, we have a vending machine, and they had some trolley bright crawlers Ooh, in there. I've what a treat. Years. So good. Uh, uh, when I, I used to be, uh, I worked, used to work on a college campus, and uh, that was in 2018 I left, mm-hmm. maybe 2017, one of the two. Um, and then I get, went back a few years later, or even just a year later, and suddenly every vending machine in the entire college had two full rows dedicated only to Topo Chico. Ooh, like, why? I don't feel like our school's that pretentious. What? Actually, many of the students are pretty pretentious. Dude, Topo Chico is huge with Gen Z. They it's just not good. Love it. I mean, you you hate sparkling water. Sparkling water is a waste of water and sparkles. <laughs> and sparkle. It's a waste waste of the word sparkle. It does not sparkle. It sparkles like a vampire in Twilight. <laughs> not a good way. That's a bad sparkle, man. <laughs> Anyway, Topo Chico, come at me. This is our most contentious season. Yeah, we're just coming for people. I feel like I'm a Lewis Black. Yeah. I'm just complaining about everything. This is now outrage comedy. <laughs> this, is, this is now Boy Meets World Fever, an outrage comedy And what's podcast. the deal with airline food? No, okay, now you're Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Spring. Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> what's the deal with that? Uh, what we can both agree on is that Cholula is wonderful. It is. And uh, and I also think we can both agree that we need to get back to it. Yeah, it's oh. true. So they're arguing here in the hall, and Turner comes up and he's like, remember you got that interview with Mr. Feeney mm-hmm. um, that I helped set up for you? And Eli's like, yes. And when I do, I'm going to let him know that he has a little mustached men power tripping in his hallway. And then, no joke, eight seconds eight full seconds of silence with eli you timed it i timed it eli looking at turner and nodding looking back at feeney looking at turner and nodding and smiling looking back at feeney looking back at turner that's him isn't it yeah <laughs> it's just like feeney right perfect yeah it's amazing every scene with eli so far has been absolutely uh-huh. perfect and it continues throughout this episode there's not a bad one yeah it's true um, his interactions with Feeney are great. His interactions with Turner are great. And then Feeney, like... Mm-hmm. Takes him to the office for an interview. Takes him to the office to the interview He's very aggressively. To... Uh-huh. They go into the boys' bathroom. <laughs> sure. Yes. I guess it's uh, Feeney's office. Or this corner step, of the school. Step into my office. Yeah. It's just the bathroom. This corner of the school. He steps into Harley's office. Yeah, exactly. Except Harley's in reform school. Uh-huh. Um, but this corner of the school must be, it must be, uh, a different corner of the school than Turner's classroom. Mm-hmm. And Turner... I feel like Turner came out of that classroom, though. But, but he could have just been visiting another teacher. Chat I guess that's true. Him. You know, not well, Catherine. Not, not, not her. Well, yeah, it could be Catherine. Could have been, know. you know, maybe they were patching things up. But anyway, yeah, he takes him into, uh the bathroom or his office and that's the end of that scene uh-huh. and then we've already talked about the next bit yeah with we're, the making the list and yeah blowing well mars out of the stinking sky and just to just to say what how that one whole whole one starts it's topanga walks by and Corey's like oh topanga and like trying to get her and sean stops him and giving her flowers yeah, and giving her flowers because we need to talk about Yes, it. so Sean then takes the flowers and just hands them to a random person. Yeah. And it's this Jock. athlete. And I mean, it's coded that way. And boy, a guy in a, a Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's coded that way. Guy in a Letterman jacket. And the guy like has like an aww Yeah, he moment. seems kind of like, oh, this is sweet. Yeah, oh, a boy gave me flowers. Nice. It's not played well, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um... And then they have this whole talk about why Corey shouldn't go to Topanga. We've already talked about that because it's gross. And then we go to see how the interview went. Uh-huh. So Eli walks out and he's like... He's disheveled. He's like, I just stole his coffee, man. I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Turner's like, man, I think you would have been great. Like a great media arts. Yeah, uh, we learned that he Teacher. lost a job as a TV producer because he wanted to do real news instead of... Yeah, he like wanted to really do investigative reporting, and he specifically said like slumlords in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, but his station manager... Woman walking to work naked. Uh-huh. Wanted those those sort of things. Yep. Rather than like actual news. Yep. And uh, then Feeney comes in, and he's like, you've got the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- you're passionate about it, and they're... They're in disbelief. Uh-huh. See, stop yanking the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Turner goes, 
Even I gotta say, George, stop yanking the guy. He's like, I yank you not. I yank. I yank you not. Uh, the best part about this scene, though, is when uh, he's like, Mr. Mustache in there. And he's like, I prefer Mr. Feeney. And they turn around to reveal Feeney's in <laughs> the door. Is he always there? And Turner's like, always. <laughs> Absolutely always. Uh, and then it's really funny because Feeney's like, you remind me of another young teacher full of fire and fury. And then Turner's like, oh, George, you mean me? He's like, no, I mean me, you egomaniac. Yep. <laughs> I just, I want an episode of this show where Feeney, Turner, and Eli are roommates. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fun little uh, bonus episode. Or they just like go out for a night on the town. Yep. I mean, they are they are so good here. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn like Eli really doesn't think he has anything to say to kids, but he needs a job. So mm-hmm. he's yeah. It's take really it. interesting. I'm just thinking like because I do think it's important, especially for a position like a media arts journalism kind of teacher that they have that real world experience like he does. Mm-hmm. But it's like it also teaching is like highly professionalized. Like, you need, like, there's steps you need to do for him to just be like, you start on Monday. Or should we presume it's like a week later? Mm-hmm. Maybe like, he got his certification. Maybe there's like a certificate. That's true. He could have done that. It was the 90s. It was a different time. It was a different time. Maybe he got emergency certified. Yeah. They're having, they're having teacher shortages. Could be. In Philadelphia. Yeah, so he's doing this. He's going to be a teacher at the school. Yeah, he's going to be a teacher at the school. And then we cut to, is the next scene? Let's see. The cafeteria? Yes. Where Sean speaks French. Yes. Idiot savant. Uh-huh. I'm an idiot savant. You didn't know that? Um, I called Eric an idiot savant in our tabletop RPG episode, but she also will be later as well. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Corey and Sean... Or, Corey, or Eric and Sean, our two favorite characters, mind you, aren't treated all that differently. Yeah, they're really not. <laughs> Especially at this point. Um, Sean and Corey are pretty, um, that Corey got a note from Topanga to meet him in the cafeteria. And Sean's like, you did it. You waited her out. You got the power back. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And Corey's like, oh, Sean's going to be right. And this is all going to work out. And she's going to come and she's going to be like, I'm so sorry. And, and he goes, Sean, you should write a book. And he goes, I should. It'd be called Sean. I hardly knew me. You really are an idiot savant. <laughs> you really are an idiot savant. <laughs> um, I don't know why they decided to do this French joke. It's not bad. It's just... It's just like, what? Yep. It's out of nowhere. This is where I wrote in my notes, Sean is both the best and kind of the worst in this episode. Because uh-huh. he's just... Very much. Yeah, he's yeah being gross. Yeah, but then Topanga comes and she's just like, I'm sorry, Corey, it's over. Yeah. Like, we're done. Again, we talked about this in 301, but they aren't giving Topanga much agency here. Yeah, this is very so passive. on Topanga. Yeah. It's like usually she's very certain and like self-assured and very confident and knows what she wants. I mean, now she's just kind of like not that, which I understand like when your feelings are involved, those things can kind of sometimes go out the window. Yeah. But this feels just really uncharacteristic of her. Yeah. It, I mean... For a lot of people, I love you is a very big deal. I have only said I love you in a romantic context one time. Um, so, like, those words are, they have a lot of weight and a lot of meaning to me. Um, he says it to me all the time. That's not true. He doesn't. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, so I get it. I get, like, those words can change things and those words can bring emotions. But, I don't know. I just feel like the Topanga of season one and two would, like, want to talk it out. Uh Or at least, like, have a reason to dump somebody. Yeah, there's, like, no... It's just, like, that that girl we've seen thus far is just not there. Yeah. She... And it's just a passivity. Like, because we were never... We've never... Even in uh, episode 301, where she's much more an agent of things happening to her instead of making things happen. Like, even in that episode, it's kind of understandable. Because she's, like, waiting for Corey to finally take that shot she's been waiting for for so long. But this is just passive because... She needs to yeah, be for the story to happen. Doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, seeing her do that, like be like, "Oh, I, I need just need to break up with you," and I'm not telling you why. And bye. Is like watching it, and you're just like, "Okay." Um, yeah, like what? Okay. So that happens, and then Corey's really heartbroken and goes home to talk to mom. Is that now? Isn't it? Oh no, I guess no. It's not because it's the stuff in the classroom first. Yeah, we got the classroom first. Uh, yeah. So I guess we're still in the classroom. He's not yes. at mom yet. Sorry, guys. Yeah, get ready for that. 
it's pretty funny. I guess they're ending lunch, um, talking so like, in their next class. Yeah, and so Sean's like, we're going to just walk through exactly what happened so we can kind of take like, figure it out. Yeah, because Sean happened. never thought he'd be wrong. So he, he's got to figure out what piece of information he missed. He's missing. And so he's like, take my hand. And Corey is just like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, not going to. She's like, okay, like... You don't have to be worried about that, Corey. Yeah, it's very much a... This episode is not kind to our non-straight brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. Or even our more modern sensibilities of masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with telling a guy you love him. Um, or any sort of physical contact. Yeah. Because this is like, this is clearly not real. You're just like running through something that happened. It's like you don't actually have those feelings. Yeah. And even if you did, who cares? Yeah, exactly. 100% on board with what you're saying. And yeah, so Corey is like, nah, not gonna. And he's like, no, just do it. And he like looks, there's no one there. And he's like, okay. So they run through it and, you go, and he's like, Corey, how do, you, how do you feel about me? And he's like, I love you. And he looks at the door. And it's just packed with people. And it's packed with people. And one of them is the jock with the flowers who... Like throws them down in mm, just looks heartbroken in heartbreak in disgust and storms away. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that that uh, that jock is gay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He may have had gay feelings for Sean. <laughs> I, no, it's a bad joke. It doesn't land. It's it doesn't ruin the episode for me, but it's a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like watch this. I may be very combative here for a second. If you watch that and have no problem with that joke, you may want to, like, think about, I guess the word would be your privilege and how, like, okay you are with being the status quo and mm-hmm. not considering other people's points of view. Anyway. Soapbox over. Soapbox over. Uh, it's not a good joke. It is, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So we have this, and it's just like, can't two guys just talk about their feelings? I think that's what Sean says, and everybody kind of clears out. Yeah, well, the class starts. Class starts, so they're headed to class. And then, so everybody comes in. He's Sean's like, like laugh Corey, with laugh me. with me. Act like nothing's wrong. And so they laugh, and Topanga kind of looks like them, or looks at them like, you freaking weirdos. Yeah, you, you idiots. <laughs> um, and then Turner and Eli come in, and this is another moment of Boy Meets World that stands out with me to this day for like years. Oh, the you are, sir? The, like, there's just this whole bit where okay. he's just like, Turner's like, Matthews, Hunter, like stand up. He's like, who's your best friend? And then Sean's just like, you are, sir! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... He's like, Matthews. Sean is. <laughs> yeah, Sean is. It, it's very funny. Um, and then he's like, well, what do we do with people who mess with our best friends? I don't know. Kill him. <laughs> You're like that's right. This is my best friend, Eli. Eli Williams. Williams. Yeah. Like mess with him and die. Yep. So it's it's a cute bit. You are sir. You are sir. <laughs> it's very funny, and uh, I I love this whole scene. I love Eli's little speech about the truth, and then Corey pops up and he's uh-huh. like, "Let me tell you about someone who told the truth." Oh, did I do that out uh-huh. loud? And he sits down slowly. And all of this seems great. Why is Turner introducing a new teacher to this random uh-huh. English class? This random English class. Right after lunch. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, but love the scene. Why is it happening? The funniest part is when Eli is like giving his talk. Because he's going to be like the media arts teacher. And he's he's kind of big on this sort of little speech throughout the entire rest of the episode. Of just yeah. like It's about like you're looking for the honest honesty. Because there's a big difference between what they show you and, and what, what is, is real. real. And then Turner's just like... Check this out. Hey, Hunter, what did he say? I don't know. Something about Israel. Which <laughs> <laughs> is very funny. It's like, Eli's making this this good point uh-huh. about, like, checking facts and, like, media literacy and, and, real, and real truth. It's like, what did he say? Something about Israel. And then, like, he keeps going on and Corey has a little, little freak out. <laughs> Corey has his little freak out, and he was like, okay, back to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about Israel. I don't know, something about That's Israel. just good writing right there. They put all their effort into writing that little exchange and just, like, left everything else out. They're like, I don't know. Come give the flowers to a football player. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could have given them to literally anybody else. Yep, anyone else. But the gay jock stereotype had to be the... That's the joke. That's the one we're going with. Um, yeah, so then we get... Uh, and then they go home. Yeah, then Corey goes home and he's like, 
very sad and Amy's like what's wrong he's like I went too far with Topanga oh my god yeah and she's like holding a coffee cup and he's like she was just so beautiful oh and there we were in the back room of Chubby's <laughs> and she shatters the teacup in her hand <laughs> yeah she shatters the ceramic <laughs> mug in her hand which is which is funny and Chris like no not that it is like he's acting very distraught and just like going too far. Yeah. Like there are certain things you think when you hear words like that. Yeah. Um, but it's just very funny. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> Shattering yeah. the teacup. And uh, he's like, no, not that. I just told Topanga I love her. And she goes, oh. All right then. All right then. <laughs> um, and at this point, Christy and Eric come in, and they've been to the pottery barn. They, they've got two huge bags at a pottery barn. What they need at the pottery barn and how they can afford the pottery barn is beyond me. Yeah, I can't afford the pottery barn. You can't afford the pottery barn. No. And again, what is the pottery barn selling that you need? Apparently napkin holders and a ceramic cat. Yep. So nothing that they need. Teenagers buying napkin holders? I mean, when you're whipped, you're whipped. I... This makes no sense to me. Um, anyway, they went to the Pottery Barn, and Eric is apparently really embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. You know, my only trip to the Pottery Barn was also for a date. That's a thing I just thought I've about. I've been in there a couple of times. And it's just in the before times. In the before times? When you could go to a place like the Pottery Barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, this is, one, not really my style. Yeah. And two, not really my budget. Exactly. And there's nothing in there you can't get cheaper somewhere else i mean for a long time i worked for an online uh, furniture retailer yeah that so sells like, children they do not sell children <laughs> that was the dumbest thing i read all summer possibly um yeah anyway um but yeah they've been to pottery bar and eric's super distraught and she goes tell me again i love you <laughs> and then he looks at Corey. i'm gonna make you eat that ceramic cat you can wash it down with the napkin holders <laughs> yep and then they storm off, and that's the joke. Uh-huh. And then we cut to Chubby's, and Corey and Sean are there, and Corey's just like, I just miss her. And then Sean's like, you can't just be thinking about her all the time. And as he's saying this, it's Topanga. And in Corey's Sean's looking clothes. In Sean's clothes, and Topanga is mm-hmm. saying it, but it's Sean's voice, and so it's very good. Yep. And then uh, Sean, where does Sean go? I think he goes like, to the bathroom? He goes to the bathroom or something. Or no, no, he, Corey asks him to leave. Because he wants to be alone for a while. He's like, I only have one thing to say. And he says, it's better to have loved than lost than never to have loved at all in right. French. And Corey's like, that's beautiful. What, what does, does it mean? mean? I don't know. I just speak it. I don't understand it. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. I, yeah, again, I don't know. They spent all their time writing the Israel joke. I guess we'll make them speak French. Yep. We got that Israel exchange. We got the best friend exchange. Uh-huh. We got the all the Feeny Eli interactions. Smashing the teacup. Sp- we're all we're cold out. <laughs> yeah, we we can't write actual jokes for Sean in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time they leave, and Turner and Eli mm-hmm. come to Chubby's. Um, and it's just interesting to me that Turner's like, yeah, there's like a lot of kids here, but you know, I like to make myself available, like if they need someone to talk to, which you know that's fine. It's kind of weird. I mean. I think it's good to have space, but I feel like Turner's just really trying to make a difference. And he is a single he's guy. A single guy. So he's, he's got less, nothing else really going on. He's less yeah. tied down. Less tied down, less commitments at home. Uh-huh. Not very good at boundaries, we'll just say. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you have one of your students like living with you, yeah. that boundary's basically gone. So. Um, and Eli's like, there's a bunch of kids in here. Like, yeah, they spray every month, but they keep coming back. Yeah, he's like, so the food's not that bad? And Turner's like... Yeah, it's not that bad. I'll see if Chubby will order out for us. <laughs> um, which begs the question, is Chubby's really just that bad? Yeah, I mean, it's like burgers. It can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, it can't be. I, I, I mean, I guess whatever a turkey Chubby is. Yeah, we still don't know. We still don't know. Uh, turkey Chubby with everything. I never forget. Uh, yeah, so he leaves and, uh, well, before he leaves, he's like, isn't that that kid who freaked out on me? He's like, yeah. And he's like, he looks sad. Well, go talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. I go over there, we bond, and suddenly I got myself a little 14-year-old best friend. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened with Turner. It is kind of what happened with Turner. And, uh, man, would this have been a different show if Corey's parents had gone off the rails and Corey had gone to live with Eli <laughs> while Sean was living with Turner? They just were neighbors. <laughs> That'd have been Let, fun. Let's make this show. That's the one. And uh, right when 
Corey gets there, he's like, I guess we all live in the same building now. Feeney is in. Well, Feeney is the... Uh, superintendent. Yeah, the, the in- superintendent of the building. Let's make this show. When we reboot season three, <laughs> we skipped over season two. It's reboot. True. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's just a YouTube miniseries about Corey mm-hmm. going, who am I? And then it cuts to <laughs> Mr. Feeney. I'm a traditional teacher. Cuts to Turner. I'm a new untraditional teacher. And then it fades to black. The end. The end. <laughs> There's season two. There's the season two reboot. Um, but if Feeney was played by Anderson Cooper, who is Turner played by? Ooh. It's a very good question. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet? I don't actually can't even think of who that is. You still don't know. <laughs> huh? You still don't know. Why? I feel like I mentioned him when we did the reboot, and you were like, I don't know who that is. Oh. Never bothered to learn. Something about something about celebrities and who they are always just kind of goes in my head and is gone. Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> no, because he's old and washed up now. Oh, yeah. He's got to be a young teacher. That's true. Uh, we don't need to worry about this right now. Okay. What if it's that guy from Game of Thrones? Jon Snow. Oh, yeah, he's popular. I forget his name. Kit or Mitt or Rit or something. Little Nas X. Yes. <laughs> and then there's that Billy Ray Cyrus connection in there. Yep. That's what I was going for the Billy Ray Cyrus connection. Okay. Um, anyway, maybe we'll reboot season three as a apartment friend style comedy. No, we really won't. <laughs> um... But then he, and Eli goes over and he's like, so that thing you did in class today, that was just for the new guy? He's like, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so then they're getting to talking and he's just like, you know, I told my girlfriend that I loved her and like she didn't feel the same way. And I just feel like I messed everything up. And then he's like, why didn't you, what, what, why did she break everything off? He's like, I don't know. She wouldn't tell me. He's like, did you mean what you said? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, well, you were being honest. Like, yeah, you told the truth. Uh, and then he's like, but there's still some truth out there that you haven't found yet. So go find it, basically. Uh-huh. And she still has his jacket. And he's like, without the truth, you got nothing. Without, without your jacket, jacket, you're just, just cold. cold. Without your jacket, you just cold. And so Corey goes off. And yeah. He's leaving. And that's right as Turner comes out. <laughs> and Eli's like, and don't come back asking me for any more advice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they walk away with their arms around each other. Best friends. Uh-huh. Buddies forever. And uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I don't. Then nothing else happens. Yep. Uh, Basically, it's all about Eli helping Corey communicate. Uh huh. See you later, everybody. So long, world. So long, world. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a what, what? record scratch. Oh, that was a record. I really. <laughs> you know, I've thought to myself, being a foley artist would be maybe the best job in the world. But if that made it in my audition reel, that wouldn't that wouldn't get me <laughs> yeah. any jobs. Wouldn't get you any jobs. So you've given up as being one of the hosts of Bake Off? I can do both. Okay, you can do both. You know. You can do both. I guess the hosts of Bake Off have... i got to do something during the week. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's only on the weekend. Okay. Okay. You're going to work a lot. Do Foley work on the weekdays, be funny, and eat lots of treats on the weekends. I I still... My question is, do the hosts get to eat? I've seen it. When they're judging, they're going around with them and they eat some too. They don't judge, but they get to try it. Okay. Well, that's good. And what are they going to do with all that? Did they just throw it away? Well, I assume I assume the contestants eat each other's stuff to like try it, right? Maybe. I don't know. To celebrate? If you have any inside knowledge on Great British Bake Off, hit us up. Yeah, come on the show. Come on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a Hollywood handshake. Yeah, you need that Hollywood handshake. Hollywood handshake. The thing that that show is really trying to make a thing that is just not a thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess we do have two more scenes. Yay. And Hooray. the Turner, the, I mean, the Eli Corey conversation is really good because, mm-hmm. like, they're really getting hitting some real truths on the head, and there's a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, the writers took all that good writing and decided Corey's just going to be a jerk when he gets to Topanga for no reason. Instead of looking for the truth, he's just going to beat um, it out of her. Yeah, just sort of like verbally battering ram yeah like i'm come for my jacket and all my feelings yeah that's the tact you're going with here mm-hmm. i'm just like hey can we talk about this yeah i feel like there's something you're not telling me an insecurity or a fear that may be uh, yeah let's impeding let's our relationship discuss this no it's like i 
taking back the things that are mine. My jacket. It's like he he got there and didn't even know. He's like, I'm taking back what's mine. My jacket. That was him looking around the room that pause. You couldn't see it. Let me try it again. I'm taking back what's mine. Looks, looks, looks. My jacket. Yeah, there you go. I want you to keep the first one in there, though. <laughs> my jacket and all my feelings for you. And she's like, she's very distraught. She doesn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, if some guy broke into your room and was... Saying these things to you. Where are her parents? Where are where are Jedediah and Chloe? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real weird scene. Um, and then she's like, I was scared. And he's just like, of me? Like, the way he says it. Yeah. It's just like, it could have been like... You're scared of me? Is this... Of me? Of me? Is this a whole, like, in the 90s to be a man, you have to be aggressive thing? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. it. Eli's thing is all about, like, finding truth and, like, understanding people. And, like, what Corey takes of that is, like, be really aggressive until she has to tell me what's mm-hmm. going on. Be relentless. It's like... No. No, Corey. That's this, not it. This is bad. Uh, and... She's like, when did you first know? And he tells him this story about fireflies. And she's like, is that what I love you means? He's like, I just, all I know is I can make you laugh. And I can talk to you. And I want to take care of you. And she's like, is that what I love you means? Yeah. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. That means that's nothing. Yeah. That's less than nothing. I think wanting to take care of someone is a part of I love you. This is again, hmm, again, Corey cannot act for himself he did not have these feelings because topanga in describing the situation with the the fireflies and all of that and she said then the air comes out and said cory loves topanga and he said this is the moment when i first knew that i loved you and it's not because he felt it it's because eric told him yep that's but again this is already like retconning or attempting to like the last two seasons of just like we've always been able to talk we've always all of these things yeah. It's like, we remember, like, the last... Especially season one. Especially season Season one. two really wasn't. Yeah, and but it's not a full retcon, because they're definitely making it seem like they used to be really close, and then, like, they hit that stage where girls were yucky, mm-hmm. and then, like, they moved on, and now they're, like, trying to forget about that girls were yucky stage and only think about the, mm-hmm. the sweet stuff. But, yeah, you're right. It's just... Yeah, it's just, ugh, I don't like it. No, this whole scene... It doesn't really talk about what love means. I love you. Like, no. they don't address it at all mm-hmm. of what any bit of that means. Yeah, and especially, like, the one time I told someone I loved him, I told him, like, the feelings about it and the choice I was making and what it meant for, like, yeah. me to love them. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, love, there is definitely, like, a feeling of affection, but it's mm-hmm. beyond that. It's, like, a deliberate choice and commitment. Yeah, it's a it's a choice to commit to somebody and to put them before yourself and mm-hmm. like I, I, even us two idiots here, we're not gonna like philosophize about all what love is, but we're doing a dang better job than and, Corey did. Yeah. And, and I I think wanting to take care of someone is an important part of love. I do. Uh-huh. So that part is like almost there, but it's not Corey. What you just said ain't it. But somehow his aggression and his statement of this is what love is definitively is like it works for her and she's like Corey I love you too and he's like I was hoping you did walk goes out the window throws back the jean jacket yeah she sits down and she's like happy and then she's kind of sad and then the jean jacket like falls into her lap and she's, she's happy, happy again freeze frame freeze frame and that's that's the episode except for the tag at the end uh-huh where eric is with christine he's like you know i really think we ought to rethink this whole i love you thing just look at my brother like he said it to his girlfriend now she hates his guts mm-hmm. like we can't like it's poison saying this is poison to any relationship and then Corey and topanga walk out arm in arm yeah and he's like i'm walking topanga home and i'm taking the long way Ooh. <laughs> oh my okay. um Whatever. And then Eric jumps up, Pottery Barn. And then Chrissy's like, I love you, Eric Matthews. He's like, I love you, Chrissy. <laughs> and that's it. You're like, oh, I guess they're done. Yep, that's the episode. That's that's literally it. That's it. Um, it's it's an interesting episode for sure. It's for not sure. bad by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, even though, again, the main plot, I just don't care. Yeah, it's not good. But the B-plot is so good. Yeah, the B-plot's great. The The B-plot is... Mm, Absolutely love. fantastic. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss that plot. Um, what is your rating? Um, I gave it an 8. 
because of the Eli storyline being so strong. Sure, I give it a seven point five. Yeah. So right, kind of there. I mean, I feel like it's. I think it's a fair score. If the Corey Topanga love stuff was actually halfway thought through, mm-hmm. it probably would have been higher. If Sean had kept the likability but lost the unlikability, mm-hmm. could have been higher. If the Eric plot was anything, anything at all. If the or if the Eric plot hadn't been there. If it hadn't been there, or if they'd switched the time link, like the minutes devoted to yep. Corey and Eli's stories. Yep, all of that could have saved this episode a lot. Uh, not that it was bad, just mm-hmm. that eight's not bad. Huh? Eight's not bad. Seven and a half's not bad. No, I. I thought it was very average, but I thought the main plot was very unaverage, and the B plot was very above average. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you name it? I have a few names. I had Boy Meets I Love You. I also have Boy Meets Pottery Barn. Boy Meets or Boy Meets Israel. Oh, I like Boy Meets Israel. I did Boy Meets Eli. Uh-huh. Um, he did already meet Eli, though, two episodes ago. It's true, but I feel like this is Eli's episode. Spoiler alert, Eli is my MVP. Me too. So. Thanks. I don't even see how that even listeners had any doubt from the minute we started talking about Eli. And we're like, Eli, Eli, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. Because everyone else sucks. Yeah, I mean... I I could justify Feeney or Turner or even Amy as MVP of this episode. <laughs> Coffee cup just shatters in her hand. Yeah, I'm not giving it to any of the kids. No, none of the kids deserve it. <laughs> uh, I could justify any of them, but yeah, the I, I'm like this is Eli's episode. This is this is his time to shine. Like I I don't mind giving him the title and the MVP. <laughs> yeah. So what do we do we want to do? Boy meets Israel or boy meets Eli? I like Eli? boy meets Israel just because that's such a funny joke that has stuck with me. Well, yeah, boy meets Israel. Yeah, let's boy do meets it. You are sir. Boy meets Israel. I this is about what is real. Yeah, what is real? Something about Israel. <laughs> boy meets something about Israel. <laughs> boy meets something about Israel. Okay, boy meets something about Israel. That's good. All right. Man, that's that's the episode. I we did like, it. We did it. I feel like we did it very fast. Yeah, I mean... What are we at? Hour 12? Hour 13? Um, no, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, yeah, so awesome. Next week, because when you're listening to this, we are one week out from American Thanksgiving. And also, another important day. Yes, it's true. Uh, the holiday of my people, uh, of the Chance Andersons who were born October 31st, 1988. It's a very small people group, but it is the holiday of my people. It is called Time Loop Day, and we will be doing a Time Loop Day special event special event where we will share this very important holiday to a demographic of one person with all of you. Mm-hmm. So next week as you're getting ready, maybe um, it's when you're on your way to Thanksgiving with your family if you're listening to us or maybe after you're done, maybe you probably aren't going to be spending Thanksgiving with your family. So this is the perfect year to celebrate Time Loop Day instead. Yep. So get get on your cozy PJs. Hey, don't tell them the rules. I'm of just getting them ready. Yeah, you need to you be do ready. Need, you do need t- PJs and you need some tortillas. Food. You need some sort of breakfast meat and some eggs and some cheese. Mm-hmm. Probably something to drink. Oh yeah, chug is very important on time of day. <laughs> you got to have the chugs. Yep, you got to have chug. Um, yes. Uh, it is a rule of time loop day. I'll just I'll just show everybody out there. You must stay in your PJs all day. None of this getting dressed up for a Thanksgiving meal crap that people do. I don't really understand it. Uh, you must at least one meal. I often do two. Eat homemade breakfast burritos. Mm. And you must watch time loop programming. All of which we will talk about more next week. Yeah, next week. We'll get more into the nitty gritty of, of this blessed holiday. Of this blessed day. Um, but until then, we want to thank Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. Uh, link in the description. We'll uh-huh. find it on YouTube. And from YouTube, you can find all of Dizzy's stuff. Still yeah, very grateful. Very, we love our theme song. Uh, my friend Terrace, who was on here, said that his son had his phone one day and hit our podcast uh, and started dancing along with the theme song. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, very lovely. It's very cute. Uh, so that's, Good friend of the show. Yep. Good friend of the show, Terrace. Our only sponsor ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Dizzy. Uh, we have uh, the Twitters. You can check us out on that website with the little blue bird. Yes. Um, if you can stand all the other terrible things going on over there. Um, I'm thinking of taking a step back from social media for a while. Mm-hmm. You just a lot. Overwhelmed? A little bit. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I haven't decided. I've never let myself, like, 
look at the Twitters that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I have a pretty good thing kind of cultivated, mm-hmm. but you know, stuff pops up in there um, on occasion. Yeah, I get but it. I'm not like you. Just need to not pay attention to politics because I think politics are important in so much as they involve people, mm-hmm. and we have to care about people. Agreed. And we should care about people, and so we should care about those political matters that affect people, which is most of them. Um, but the pol- political games and stuff is just garbage. It's total garbage, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you can anyway. check us out BG World Fe- at BG World Fever or send us an email at bgworldfever at gmail.com. Yeah, maybe you have your own made-up holiday that's better than the actual holiday upon made which you celebrate. Up? Did you make it up? Excuse me? Did, was this handed down to you from on high? <laughs> it was. Okay, then. Just... It's not. It's but okay. Yes. Uh, if you have your own holiday traditions that are, let's say, unique, non-traditional traditions. <laughs> yes. Um, Let us know. We love. I mean, yeah. This episode will be out, and you'd be able. There's a brief window of about two days from when this episode comes out till we record the next one. This rarely happens. So if you have one and want to share, go ahead and reach out. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it on that episode. Yep. We can uh, talk about it on that episode, and uh, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I can hardly wait. Uh, and then we will, the next week, continue with 304. It is correct on he Disney+. He said, Plus. she said. Yep, he said, she said. Um, our send-off. That was me sending off. To Danny McNulty. To Dan McNulty. Danny McNulty. Until. Until Girl Meets World. Girl Meets World. Uh, we love you, Harley. Come on the show. Yeah, but for real. But for real. Or Adam Scott. Cool. We'll take Adam Either Scott one. on the show. Any, honestly, just about anybody that was on the show will take. Janitor Bud. Come yeah. on. He's got to be dead. Eli. Oh, Eli. Man, Eli. If you want to come on the show. Oh, my heart. He, he just put his hand on his heart. It's true. But until then. And from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.